This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards. 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, the legend continues. And before we continue with this episode, yes, this is part two of the Main Event's return to podcasting and everything else like that in that particular nature, but we got some huge news. Now, for those of you that have gone on to the main, the real main event talk, and those of you that wonder what I'm talking about, I'm talking about facebook.com slash at real main event talk. You know the story, you know how it goes. Now, to give you guys an idea, originally this episode was going to be just a part two and then part three episode. But due to the circumstances beyond the main event's control, the main event had decided to extend this episode. So, with this episode being released right after midnight, you guys are getting an opportunity to see part two right now, right here, as you're listening to it. And there is going to be a part three right after this whole situation. Now, let me go ahead and give you an idea of how it goes. Part two of the main event's return is this for the first time well we're going to continue to talk about the whole thing with uh bobby lashley and the miz that's one thing that we got to take care of of course we also got to uh we also got to talk about aew dynamite or aew revolution if you will we also got to talk about this whole stinker of a, a minker that is of the whole ending of the revolution pay-per-view and then of course we're going to go ahead and talk about Sacrifice Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view that took place this past Saturday night on Impact Plus. Some of you had an opportunity to see it, and others have not. And the main event, we'll talk about that and so much more. And plus, I'm going to talk to you about WWE Network and also Peacock TV. And also, we're going to talk about Part 3 that's going to be released right after this episode as a matter of fact it's going to be released right around if you look at your clock if you look at your clocks very very closely it's going to be released right around midnight tonight well actually at 12 noon as a matter of fact so you guys are going to get a piece of what what's going to happen so i'll explain how all this comes and more and you'll know where all this is coming from now before we go ahead and discuss what we need to talk about as usual, we go ahead and go to the whole music situation. We go ahead and we play a music. We, you know, we go on and do what we have to do. Talk a little bit of wrestling and then play some music and then everything else like that. And that's how the end of the show goes. However, we're going to change things up a little bit. With WrestleMania coming within the next couple of weeks, the main event has decided that we're going to go ahead and for the first time, each episode, each episode is going to feature a theme song from Wrestlemania that you know quite well. Now, believe it or not, we're going to feature a song that you know quite well on this episode, but it's just one song. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that there's not going to be a song happening right now? Well, there is, but there's a little bit of an additional to this song. Now, you'll know where this is coming from in a moment. Now, with WrestleMania coming on April 10th and April 11th, it's only appropriate that in the next couple of weeks, the main event is going to be showing or listening or you know, playing every single song that has ever been played from WrestleMania. Now, I'm not going to play all of them. I'm not. And, and it's 
it's kind of one of those things where I wish I can, but I can't at this point. So I want to go ahead and just play some of the theme songs that happened from WrestleMania from years gone by. Now, I'm not talking about WrestleMania from 2000, well, from 1986 all the way to 2000 and say, well, 2000 to be exact. We're going to go back to April 1st. We're going to go back to 2001. We're going to go back to a time when wrestling was still the fucking shit. And at that time, as a matter of fact, we're almost close to the anniversary when this was released around 20 years ago. Two of the biggest icons, two of the biggest names in all of WWE collided at WrestleMania 17 in the Houston Astrodome. On one side, you had the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment, the people's champion, and at that time, the WWE champion, The Rock. And he took on, on the other side, the toughest SOB in the WWE, the rattlesnake himself, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, I know you know where all this is going. And some of you know what the song is, but as I mentioned earlier, we're not going to play that song. No, as a matter of fact, we're going to leave that right at the end of this episode. But we are going to show the promo that everyone loves to listen to. Now, you remember the promo. You remember the promo quite well. As a matter of fact, it's one of the best TV promos in the history of WWE and in the history of pro wrestling. But just in case... You don't know what it is. Sit back, relax, open your ears, and get an opportunity to listen because you're about to witness history right here, right now. One of the greatest feuds in the history of WWE featuring Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Hey! 
WrestleMania. Your bald-headed, double-studded, candy ass belongs to The Rock. greatest wrestling feuds in the history of WWE and it's something that the main event has always thought about to this day. Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 17 in the Houston Astrodome. Now, just in case, I know most of you guys are probably thinking, you know what? I don't want to hear this podcast right now. I want to go ahead and watch the WW watch WrestleMania as it happens. If you want to, you can. As a matter of fact, here's what you do. You go ahead and head over to the WWE Network, subscribe to it, and check out WrestleMania 17 as it happens. Over to Houston Astrodome, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock for the WWE Championship. You'll love how that matchup goes. Oh, but wait a minute. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. You guys didn't know about this, did you? And I thought I'd go ahead and add this little plug to it because, as most of you guys have probably already know, the WWE Network is now officially a part... is now officially a part of Peacock TV. Now kind of funny that we go ahead and get right into this part right here because as most of you guys know Peacock TV is now officially part of the WWE or the WWE Network is actually part of Peacock TV and most of you guys that are subscribed to the WWE Network right now you know that the WWE Network is going to be moving over to Peacock TV now just to give you guys an idea, you will be able to see WWE Fastlane as it happens this coming Sunday. You can not only see it on the WWE Network, you can also see it on Peacock TV. Now, you only have a limited time right here. So that means, well, and just to give you a time frame, the time frame, everything is going to end around April 4th. Yes, April 4th. 
And this means, this means that if you guys are still subscribed to the WWE Network, you won't be able to see all the contacts and everything in that particular nature on the WWE Network, but you'll be able to see it on Peacock if you subscribe right now. Or for the main event in this case, my subscription originally was supposed to have ended around April 27th. However, due to the fact that Peacock is being moved over, well, WWE Network is being moved over to Peacock, and since I only have until April 4th, and since they're going to credit me for everything that I've done, I'm going to subscribe to, or I'm going to go ahead and register for Peacock TV, but I'm not going to do that until April 1st. I'm going to do that just to start off with a new fresh edge and everything else like that. So for those of you guys, if you want to subscribe to the WWE Network and if you want to get into the WWE Network through Peacock TV, you go there, you subscribe right now, you go over and look for Peacock TV and I believe it's, um, I think it's called PeacockTV.com slash WWE Network. I think you'll be able to find all that and so much more. Okay, now, just to go ahead and get this out of the way, and um, there's a lot of things we've got to talk about right here. As I mentioned earlier, we were scheduled to do a part one, part two, well, we were just going to do a part two episode, and then we're going to do a part three of the aftermath. But I realized that all the information I have is not going to be enough to to completely finish off one hour. So I decided, okay, here's what we're going to do. As you're listening to this episode right now, all the information you're going to get right now is all about AEW Revolution and all about Impact Wrestling Sacrifice. Now, part three, just to let you guys know, when part three arrives around 12 noon later on today, the information on there is all about NWA Back for the Attack and, of course, WWE Fastlane, which is coming up this Sunday. Both events are going to happen this Sunday live. One will be on pay-per-view and the other will be on the WWE Network and on Peacock TV. You'll find out more information on that on part three of the main event's return. Stay tuned for that when it happens. Now, the main event decided that we're going to do something a little bit... Um, not different, not crazy in any way possible. I just decided that we're going to go ahead and do some little um, stuff here. Now, as most of you guys know, the main event, when we last talked, we talked about the whole thing with the WWE Championship. The Miz had the WWE... Well, actually, the Drew McIntyre won the WWE Championship back over the Elimination Chamber. But, however, the Miz gained it, gained it in some way. And the main event, as you know, was pissed off completely and was upset in every way possible. So, the Miz thought he had his hands on the WWE Championship. But he only had an eight-day period with the WWE Championship. So when he won the championship, he had no idea he was going to lose that championship to Bobby Lashley. And sure enough, it happened. The new era of the Almighty begins, and Bobby Lashley is the WWE Champion. And the main event, you know, and I know, I love that he's champion. I'm glad that he's champion. And... Just to give everyone an idea of how happy the champion is, let's get some pre-recorded comments from the new WWE Champion, Bobby Lashley. He's a different Lash, a pretty different Lash. He's 
Excuse me, Bobby, can we have a few words with you? Oh, I'm a happy man. And by God, it's going to stay that way. <laughs> you know, sir, because I've been through a lot. I've been through so much that would probably broke a normal man. But I'm not a normal man. I am the almighty. I mean, think about it. 16 years. 16 years. 16 years I had to wait and watch other people get opportunities that I should have got. 16 years dealing with obstacles, locker room politics. 16 years of busting my ass in the gym to get to this title. So last week when I beat Miz for the WWE Championship, I punished him because he was trying to delay the inevitable. And then now Miz has a rematch. And I'm going to set an example with him on this rematch. Everybody in the locker room know that the same thing that happens to Miss and I is going to happen to them if they step in the ring with me. Because right now is my time and nobody's taking this title away from me. 16 years is way too damn long to wait for this WWE title. And now I will be walking into WrestleMania as the almighty WWE champion. Almighty error has begun. And the main event couldn't agree more. Yes, the Almighty Era has begun, and it is happening right here, right now. We congratulations go out to Bobby Lashley for becoming the WWE champion. And I gotta say, I was one of those individuals that was happy that Bobby Lashley was a WWE champion. And while everyone else was celebrating and happy that Bobby Lashley has won the WWE championship, one person in particular we know quite well is not exactly too thrilled with the fact that he is the WWE champion. And that is The Miz. And let me tell you something. He can bitch. He can... What, 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 who am I kidding? He's going to bitch, whine, moan, and complain and come up with a ridiculous promo. He's one of those guys that, unfortunately, here's the sad part. He's someone that can cut a good promo, but he can't cut it in the ring against the best. No matter how talented this individual is, no matter how many titles he's said he's won, he hasn't been able to live up. To the expectations of others. But, you know what? The main event's in a good mood today. I know most of you want to hear something from The Miz. I know most of you want to hear The Complainer. The the child shouter and everything else like that in that particular nature. So, with that being said, let's hear from the former. (laughs) I love it. Let me say it one more time. The former... WWE Champion, the awesome one. Oh, God, The Miz. Let's hear what this little bitch has to say. After everything I have done for WWE, all the media appearances, interviews, talk shows, reality shows, 
photo shoots, autograph signings, sleepless nights, endless, thankless tasks, year after year after year. I don't take vacations. I do not get injured. So when I say my body is not feeling well, everyone should believe me, right? But you didn't, did you? Because you sit in your couches and I am a professional athlete. And this is what happens to professional athletes sometimes. I had stomach cramps. 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 He had cramps. I still <laughs> went out there and I successfully defended <coughs> my WWE championship. The bell rang. There was a match. And I got counted out. You ran away like a little fucking bitch. I lost. But the only way a champion can lose his title is if he's pinned or submitted. It's in the rule books. It's called a champion's advantage. Is it shady? Sure, it's shady. Yeah, of course it's shady. But when I was in the face of adversity, I played to my advantage. I outsmarted everybody. MVP, Bobby Lashley, all the WWE superstars watching in the locker room, the entire global audience. I outsmarted everyone. He couldn't outsmart a potato on, on St. Patrick's Day. I was forced to do so. I was threatened. Physically threatened that if I did not defend my WWE championship which I worked so hard to get oh he worked so hard that I would forfeit it and it would be stripped from me and given to Bobby Lashley and you want to put a little icing on the cake Shane McMahon made that match a lumberjack match now I think we can all agree it's just unfair. Oh, it's so unfair. It's so bad. And it's unfair that Bobby Lashley brutalized me. He beat you like a little fucking bitch. At the end of the match, after the match was all said and done, he brutalized me, and he has no repercussions coming to him. He killed you like a teddy bear on St. Valentine's Day, honestly. Everyone that's tweeting, blogging, did interviews with Bobby were celebrating Bobby's WWE Championship. I had a beer in my hands when the whole thing happened, by the way. I want you to stay real close to your computer, your iPhone, whatever device you may use. Because tonight, there is going to be a hashtag. And the hashtag is, and new! Because I'm the Miz! And I'm... A fucking bitch! You know, 
The Miz is an example of what it is not to be a stupid superstar. Here's the thing, and let's get this out of the way, and I'm not going to go ahead and show you the climax of what happened, but let me go ahead and just tell you exactly what happened. Because I saw this match, I saw it take place, I was sitting back right there with my laptop computer and my iPhone just getting ready to tweet and everything else like that, and I saw Bobby Lashley dominate, destroy, and killed the Miz right in the middle of the ring. He tapped out like a little fucking bitch. And then before you know it, I heard the ring announcer say, ladies and gentlemen, your winner and still WWE champion. His name is the almighty Bobby Lashley. <coughs> and while all that was taking place, the Miz was laid out like a little fucking bitch. He was <laughs> laid out like a little fucking trash. John Morrison, looking like Billy Ray Cyrus with a bad haircut, was all confused and all, wondering what the fuck, and then that was it. That was done. It was over. It was out the window. What the fuck were you going to do? You know? What the fuck were you going to do? But you know what? It's fine. It's okay. What the fuck do you expect? I mean, Miz thought in his stupid little mind that he was going to be able to walk out with the WWE Championship. But all of us know, all of us know that that was not going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. It was never going to happen. And... If you're stupid enough, if all of you are, hmm, oh, I'm sorry, never mind. If all of you are stupid enough to believe that The Miz was going to beat the living shit out of The Miz... Or if you believe that The Miz was going to beat the living shit out of Bobby Lashley, you're out of your fucking mind. Nah, no way, no how, never. It was going to happen. We all saw it coming. We all know what was going to take place. So you can sit there and look at this and think, oh, well, everything's fine. The Miz is going to be able to regain the WWE Championship. No problem. Up against a former MMA star, a former Bellator superstar, former Impact Wrestling superstar, former United States champion, former tag team champion, former Impact Wrestling world champion, and everything else like that, you expect me to believe that he, The Miz, was going to beat Bobby Lashley in the middle of the fucking ring, and you all expect me to believe he's going to do it. Give me a fucking break. Oh my god. God, that was so fucking stupid. So, okay. Let's let's clear our heads for the moment, if you don't mind. Let's get our minds off of this stupid bullshit that is The Miz. And let's get into something a little bit more stupider, if you will. <laughs> we'll get to it in just a moment here. We're going to talk about AEW's... Revolution. Oh, yeah, the main event's got to talk about Revolution because there's a lot of things that took place at Revolution. 
some things that the main event has been wanting to talk about for quite some time. And I wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way as soon as possible. So that way we can all get ourselves right to where we need to be at right now. Let's see here. Right now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, uh, let's see if we can, uh, just looking at some information right here because there's a lot of things we've got to talk about. Most of it involves AEW's revolution. Now, there are a couple of things that we need to go ahead and get out of the way and some of it that I wanted to talk about. Now, um... The AEW Revolution pay-per-view that took place right around, I think it was Sunday, no, uh, March 7th. And did the main event have an opportunity to check it out? Yes, I did. Uh, was it the greatest pay-per-view in the world? Possibly not. Uh, were there some good matches involved in that pay-per-view? Yes, there were. Were there some matches that should have never have taken place at AEW Revolution? Oh, where the fuck do we begin? Orale. Okay. So, I'm not going to suspense with the format. Well, let's talk about a couple of things. Let's talk about one thing. One thing that comes to mind right now, and I want to go ahead and get this out of the way because I know there's a lot of people that want to hear this coming out of my mouth. And that was the, what was it? The, what, it was the uh, buy-in that took place. And it involved, let's see if I remember this, who it was. The buy-in that took place that involved, it was a, uh, a tag match with, let's see if I remember this correctly here. It was, who was it? On one side, you had Thunder Rosa, not Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa, and Riho to take on the team of Britt Baker and Rebel. Now, from what I understand, and I remember seeing this pay-per-view because it happened, it took place, and it's still funny that it happened to this day. Well, Rebel was supposed to have teamed up with Dr. Britt Baker, right? But apparently that didn't happen. And, oh, oh yeah, she's hurt. She's injured. And, yeah, I could tell by just by the way she was fucking walking that she is completely hurt. So, therefore, Britt Baker decided to replace her partner with somebody else. And I got to say, I saw who this somebody else was. (laughs) And I got to tell you. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, so... And I've got to mention this right here, right now, because it's very, very important that I talk about it. And I know there's some people that want to know my thoughts about it. I wanted to talk about Makiito. Now, you know who this individual is quite well. But just in case you don't, this individual, Makiito is a Japanese woman coming from New Japan, right? And she has... And let's call it like we see it, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to just because I can. She is the hottest sensation going in all of pro wrestling and in all of... In all of AEW, right? 
And she's become this huge sensation. And the reason why, let me kind of describe Makito for you. Obviously, she is a... What you call it? She is a... Uh, well, I, I would say she's a Japanese schoolgirl, but not really. Okay? What, uh, what she is, is... Um... She's a woman, uh, she's a, a little girl, a cute pro wrestler, if you will, that comes out and comes out singing a song and nobody understands what the fuck she's singing and it just sounds completely fucking ridiculous. I mean, look, listen, you, you know, when I think of Japanese wrestlers, I think of Asuka, I think of Io Shirai, I think of... Um, Kyrie Singh. Uh, we we can add uh, Akaroshira to this whole thing. There are some great Japanese women, some great Japanese wrestlers, but I wouldn't add someone like Akaroshira, or I'm sorry, I wouldn't add someone like Maki Ito to this venue. I wouldn't. I know that everyone's making a big deal about this girl just because she comes out singing karaoke in Japan and making this like it's America's Got Talent on AEW Dynamite. What the fuck is this shit? And no offense, it's like I just want you to come in and show me what you got. All you're telling me is the fact that you're singing karaoke Japanese style. Here's the thing. If you want to do some karaoke, head over to Molly's on Sunday night to do it Japanese style. You stupid little... F Let's keep the whole shit to a minimum if you don't mind. Okay? It was stupid. It was ridiculous. I don't even know what the fuck happened. Look, here's the thing. Let me go ahead and close this out because... There are a couple of things that we need to discuss. Now, Maki Ito. Look, no doubt she's cute. And she is. Okay, she is. But the problem with Maki Ito, the problem with her is the fact that there's nothing about her that gets me like, oh, she's the next big thing, or oh, she's the hottest Japanese woman in all of the in all of pro wrestling. She's gonna make a huge difference in pro wrestling and everything else like that. When in reality, all she's doing is just singing her heart out and wondering if she's gonna be in the next episode of America's Got Talent. So, just to kind of give you the results here, because I got them right here right now. Dr. Britt Baker and Maki Ito defeated the team of Riho and Thunder Rosa. Oh, God. You know, uh, and and um, there's some more information about Maki Ito, but I don't want to get into details about it just yet until the next episode, which will happen in a few hours, so be ready, guys. The next matchup took place. The Young Bucks of Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson defeated the team of the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho and MJF with Warload. Wow, that's interesting. Ray Phoenix of the Death Triangle defeated everyone in the Casino Tag Team Battle Royale and now gets a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match with partner... The Bastard Pack. Going to be interesting. Akaru Shira defeated Rai... What? Okay. Let me see if I can pronounce this correctly. Ryo Mitsunami. Okay, there we go. Ryo Mitsunami. Uh, 
for the AEW Women's Championship. Now this one, and this this is a match I sort of predicted anyway. Miro and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford defeating the team of the best friends in Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor by submission. Not a fucking surprise. The next matchup, Hangman Adam Page defeated Big Money Matt and he wins and receives the losers 2021 first quarter earnings, which means Hangman Adam Page is going to be a rich man from here on out. Scorpio Sky defeated Cody Rhodes, Pentagon Jr., uh, Lance Archer, uh, Max Caster, and the newest member of the AEW roster, All Ego Ethan Page. Very interesting. Congratulations go out to Scorpio Sky, who won the big-ass ring that looks like something you saw from the Sega Genesis game, Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, this one, and this is something I was very, very entertained by, Scorpio, uh, I'm sorry, Darby Allen and Sting defeated the team of Team Taz of Brian Cage and Ricky Starks with Hook and Powerhouse Hobbs in the street fight. It was a great, great street fight, and not to mention the fact that it was a great cinematic match. The main event digged it from head to toe and everything else like that, but there was just one problem with that, and that one problem was the fact that well, even though despite the fact that it's supposed to be a street fight, and even though it's supposed to be a cinematic match, it's not cool when the commentators are still talking in the middle of a cinematic match. Word of advice, folks. If you're going to do a cinematic match, leave all the commentators and all the stupid people out the fucking window. If you choose to bring the narrator involved, bring your headphones and bring everything ready because it's going to be a long fucking night. Okay, speaking of a long fucking night. Now... Before we get into this next matchup, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the new signee that is now a part of AEW now. You know he's a part of it. He was a part of it uh, a few days ago. (coughs) I I gotta talk about Christian Cage. Now, as I mentioned on a previous live episode of the Main Event Talk, which took place on my Facebook page, I mentioned that there were three individuals or four individuals that could possibly be signed with AEW. One could be Bully Ray, another could be Ken Shamrock, and then another would be Christian Cage. And nobody really saw that coming. They were expecting a huge star. They really were. And luckily, I was right on about what I was talking about. Christian Cage is now a part of AEW Dynamite. Now, just a few weeks ago, or just a couple of months ago, Christian Cage, or Christian to be exact, was in the Royal Rumble, and that seemed to be his last run in WWE. But however, it seems that everyone's been wondering who was his big signee that the big show, or should we say Paul White, is going to sign with AEW. Nobody knew who it was, and so many speculations, so many people's names was coming out. Everything from Kurt Angle to Brock Lesnar to The Rock to John Cena and everything else like that. And my first thought was it can't be any of those individuals. I mean, come on now, Brock Lesnar and AEW. First of all, you're gonna have to sh- you're gonna have to lay a shitload of fucking money to bring Brock Lesnar in. And John Cena, come on now. He's not going to be a part of that shit. Hell fucking no. And The Rock, it doesn't matter what you think. And Christian Cage being the sign to AEW Dynamite, 
or AEW, you know, all-elite wrestling. Good choice. I digged it. I liked it. I liked where it went and everything else like that. And uh, hopefully we see something big happening for Christian and everything else like that in AEW. He has, you know, he hasn't wrestled in many, many years. And hopefully he brings some to the table to AEW and so much more. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about this match right here. And I'm holding, I've been holding it back for quite a while. And now we're going to talk about it right here, right now. <clears throat> The exploding barbed wire deathmatch between AEW, the supposed AEW world champion, Kenny Omega, taking on John Moxley. And I gotta say, guys, <laughs> oh God. Okay. I did see this match. I did. I'll admit that. I saw it from head to toe. Couldn't believe what I saw. It was it was brutal. It was very, very brutal. It was, I mean, it was very explosive, so to speak, and everything. Then, all of a sudden, like, you know, when I was watching this match, yes, it was brutal, yes, it was hardcore, yes, it was everything that you ever imagined that could be. But, my God, it's like, you know, you could, you know, you couldn't go further if you wanted to, but unfortunately, you had to. <clears throat> you had to in this case. Now, when I was watching that match, I couldn't believe what I saw. You know, and then when the match was over, well, the match was over simply because of the Good Brothers being involved in the whole fucking match, which was not a surprise. Hello, the Good Brothers show up, interfere in the match. Kenny Omega wins the match. My fucking God, the supposed AEW world champion still retains his fucking title. Now, after all that was over, then comes the part where there was only a few minutes left in this match. It's like, wait a minute. The match is over. What the fuck are we waiting for? Oh, we're waiting for the explosion. We're waiting for the ring to explode. We're waiting for somebody to fucking die in this fucking match. So, the clock is on, right? The clock is on. It's set for a minute, right? It's clocking 59, 58, 57, 56, and the whole nine yards. And then all of a sudden, Kenny Omega is leaving the building. John Moxley is all handcuffed in the middle of the fucking ring. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are about to leave the fucking ring. And then here comes Eddie Kingston. He's like, wait a minute. What the fuck is Eddie Kingston doing over here? What, what the fuck is he here for? He comes in. He's trying to save his best friend. He's trying to get him out of the fucking ring. There's only like 10 seconds left in the fucking clock. 10, 9, 8, 7. All of a sudden, I'm just like sitting here wondering what the fuck is going to happen here. Is the ring going to blow up? Is everyone going to die? Is this pay-per-view going to come to a fucking end? 3, 2, 1. And then all of a sudden, this is what the fuck we got. Nothing but a fireworks display. Whoo! That's what the fuck we got. <laughs> I was expecting the ring to explode. I was expecting somebody to die in this fucking match because the matchup and the title of it says, quote unquote, exploding barbed wire death match, which means 
somebody's going to be exploding. There's barbed wire all over the place. And it is a death match, which means somebody has to fucking die. Nobody did. This absolutely blows. So much blows, in fact, that I've got something for all of you. Yes. And even though... Even though they won't air this on YouTube, I get the opportunity to show you something. Now, here's the aftermath of the AEW revolution. You want to hear comments from John Moxley? Oh, you guys will get an opportunity to listen to this because this was pretty amazing. And I saw this on my Twitter here. And I quote, John Moxley didn't regain the belt tonight, but he regained a friend in Eddie Kingston. King came to save Moxley from the final blast, whatever the fuck that was, which wasn't enough to keep Mox and Eddie down for good. And here's the quote that John Moxley said, Kenny Omega may be a tough son of a bitch, but he can't make an exploding ring worth a shit. Now, here is the comments from John Moxley. Jacksonville. I think... Me and all y'all can agree on one thing. Kenny Omega may be a tough son of a bitch, but he can't make an exploding ring worth a shit. Ain't that the truth? Shit on ridiculousness on MTV. What the f? I'm still standing, bitch. Oh. Oh. Just not well. Oh. We thank you guys, man, for coming out here during these tough times every time and watching the best pay per view product. The best wrestlers in the world busting their ass. From the first match of the card all the way to the last. You see everything from the first match to the last match. You get your money's worth. And if there's one thing we do out here at AEW, because we love wrestling just like all you do, we bust our ass. And I had one goal tonight to lay it all on the line to bear my soul in this ring and work my ass off like it was the last night I was ever going to get the blessing and the opportunity to do it for you fans. And I accomplished that tonight. So I'm going to go get... I will be back 
I'll be back for my world championship. I'll be back for Kenny Omega. And every time, from bottom of my heart, everybody in AEW, we thank you guys for your support. Because AEW right now, the tightest in the wrestling business. And we are taking this son bitch over. And it all, and it all starts with you. That was the ending of the whole thing with um, John Moxley and everything else like that. Great promo. And uh, as always, you know, just like that. And then, of course, well, <laughs> Moxley pretty much said everything that he had to say and everything else like that. And one thing's for certain, hey, we all know it, you know it. <laughs> it, it is just, oh, God, it is so fucking stupid. Well... Well, guys, we're getting getting closer closer to the very, very end of this whole thing um, with um, with this episode. So we're going to go ahead. I'm going to give you guys the results of Sacrifice, uh, Impact Wrestling Sacrifice, in just a moment. Let me go ahead and, you know, get what we need to get out of the way here real quick. Let me see here. Okay. Okay, I just wanted to get this out of the way real quick just because. Okay, cool. Got it right here. And it's all set. All right. So we're set for that and everything else like that. All right, so let me go ahead and get Sacrifice out of the way real quick. I got all the matches that are uh, placed in front of me right here. This took place this past Saturday night on Impact Plus, and I may have had an opportunity to check it out. So here's how it goes. Um, DK of Black Taurus and Crazy Steve with Rosemary defeated the team of Reno Scum in Adam uh, Thorsto and Lester the Legend. And that's what happened in the tag match. Uh, in an intergender tag match, Tanelia Dashwood and Kalib with a K defeated the team of Havoc and Neva. Very interesting there. Uh, violence by Design, uh, Diener and Joe Dorian with Eric Young in their corner defeated the team of Chris Sabin and the Cowboy James Storm with, Jack's, with Jake Sm- uh, something in their corner. And then, of course, um, Rhino came out that night, and not only did he interfere in the match, he became a part of Violence by Design. The next matchup is a hold harmless match. Eddie Edwards defeated Brian Myers in the middle of the ring thanks to some help from his former tag team partner. You know him quite well as Zack Ryder, and you also know him quite well as um, Matt Cordona. Uh, the Women's Knockouts Championship match, Fire um, Fire and Flavor of Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles defeated the team of Jordan Grace and Jazz. Um, the Exhibition Championship had changed hands. TJP lost his championship at the hands of Ace Austin with Madman Fulton in his corner. The Knockouts Championship was decided. The former champion, ODB, lost in a submission at the hands of Deanna Perrazzo, who is the current champion. Uh, 
The We have new Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions, the team that came from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Finn Juice of David Finley and Juice Robinson defeated the Good Brothers, who were the Tag Team Champions, who are no longer. And of course... Rich Swan. not only did he retain his Impact Wrestling World Championship, he's also now the new TNA World Champion. So now he has unified the titles, and now this gives Rich Swan an opportunity to take on Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship at Revolution, which is going to take place around April, I think it's 23rd or 24th, but I will give you guys some information on that and so much more. Now... Guys, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Part 2 is officially done as of right now. But as always, we are not done by a long shot. Now, later on today, you guys are listening to this episode right now. But when you get an opportunity, wait until around 12 noon today and get a chance to listen to Part 3 because we've got a lot we need to talk about, including the two pay-per-views that are going to take place this coming Sunday on March 21st. The first pay-per-view is entitled NWA Back for the Attack for the first time in many years. The NWA National Wrestling Alliance is back in business and they're coming back stronger than ever with their new pay-per-view Back for the Attack. And of course, we are on the road to WrestleMania. And before we get to WrestleMania, we have WWE Fastlane and we got some matches that are going to be announced for that. And so much more. We are getting ready for the road to WrestleMania, and plus a couple of announcements that we got to talk about, including the whole merger with WWE and um, Peacock TV. Of course, I was supposed to talk about it right here on this episode, but I have not had an opportunity, but I'm going to save that for for the next episode and be ready for that and so much more. And of course, if you guys want to subscribe to the Main Event Talk podcast, all you got to do is go over to Anchor, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple Podcasts, go over to Google Play, go over to wherever it is you find your favorite podcast and subscribe to the Main Event Talk and listen to all the latest episodes of the Main Event Talk podcast and so much more. Of course, you can follow the Main Event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me on Instagram at Instagram.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also go to my Facebook page at Facebook.com slash at Real Main Event Talk for all your latest information on what's going on in professional wrestling, everything from AEW to the WWE to Ring of Honor to NWA, and so much more. We've got a lot of wrestling we've got to cover in the next few hours. And guys, part two is officially done. And part three will be coming in the next 12 hours. So guys, I just want to say thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. And I will see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. See you in a few hours, guys.
Well, guys, I hope you have enjoyed Limp Biscuits My Way and everything else like that. And, of course, that was just a theme song that took place back at WrestleMania 17. And, this, of course, when the next episode happens, you're going to hear a lot more WrestleMania theme songs from the past. Get a chance to listen to it, guys. I'll see you next time. Be ready in the next few hours.